Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Trinity Continuum rules by Onyx Path Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes and various hijinks. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. And now, on with the show. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, normally Keeper Michael. I also serve as your handler and your storyteller sometimes. But this episode, I'm going to be handing the table over to Storyteller James. So James, let us know we're playing. Thank you. Back in the spotlight, in the comfy seat, as it were. And we are continuing with the third episode of our Trinity Continuum Aberrant installment now. Tonight, we're hopefully going to see some fireworks. But before we see some fireworks, let's see who will be illuminated by said fireworks. To my right. This is Jake. I'm playing Daniel Kowalski, a.k.a. Granite, and um, a combat specialist once more. Thank you for the report, Kowalski. And to his right. Hi, this is Miranda, and I play Trist, the young athlete, budding wonder of the group who... With Fortitude's help, I may be coming into myself finally. That is a great way to start a day. And hovering in a dimension very near her. This is Morgan. I play Riley Kennedy, a.k.a. Frostbite, or to my friends on my team, Chili. Not the food. And my role path is Combat Specialist. Love it. And lastly, but of course not leastly. Hi, this is Mike. I'm going to be playing Patrick Graves, otherwise known as Fortitude, to his likely small band of fans as his role path is Celebrity. And he is very much looking forward to figuring out what in the hell this substance was that we found last game. Well, it's a very good question that you pose there. What is this substance? Well, a couple of days have passed at the local Wonder Guard facility, of course, bought and paid for by Team Tomorrow and uh, various financial investors. You have had time to lick your wounds, so to speak. Uh, Not that you guys really took many wounds, but to calm down and to really rationalize some things that happened that night. While the scientists are, are working on whatever this blue powder is, The four of you have managed to, well, five of you, as Andrew, of course, is always hovering nearby, have managed to help Trist really come to terms with her new abilities and in in a real way, as as some of the counselors have talked to you about, uh, the loss of some of the parts of her old life. Trist, have you looked into your, the the, uh, arena that you came from, your track meet and everything? Oh, yeah, I certainly um, would have. Okay, well, you are relieved to find out that no one was killed. Thank God. Two of the other track runners that you passed Mm -hmm. were hospitalized, one with extensive broken bones and one with some uh, internal injuries. The medical report said that they were concussive injuries. 
the various people in in the crowd, there's some reports of people being deafened. There was one or two reports of people being violently ill, but no one was killed. And that has really helped your mind rest. Yeah. Somewhat. You've spoken to your parents and took a little while and there were some tears, but they have begun to accept your new role in life. Mm-hmm. Your dad was extremely pissed at the fact that because you're a wonder now, you're now unfortunately barred from most competitions. Yeah. Yeah, like that like that makes it better. Like like not making me feel any better, Dad. Yeah, and of course you hear him and your mother have an argument out in the hallway at one point about how mm-hmm. he really should stop thinking of himself and it's a moment. Yeah. But it comes and goes. You even have a, a, a one of the counselors, one of the Wonder Guard counselors, ask if you need someone to step in and, and sit down and talk with your family as they have lots of experience with this. No, they'll they'll be they'll be fine. They'll I think they'll come around on their own. One of the administrators uh, comes about. Her name is Miss Martinez. She helps new people get settled in. Mm-hmm. Younger woman, long black hair enters your room one morning. Hey, good morning. How are you feeling? Um, not great. Not gonna lie. I understand. It's a lot of adjusting. She kind of looks at the clipboard. Well, all of your physicals are, are coming back fantastic. So, yeah. Physically, you are adapting really well. Oh, good. That's great news. I do know that it uh, it can be challenging adapting psychologically to your new situation. But uh, there are opportunities for people like us. Yeah, what are your powers, just out of curiosity? She smiles a little bit. I uh, I can control things a little bit. And it's uh, my my abilities are not what's not what's on on uh, mm-hmm. on display here or rather not the situation. She seems a little flustered. Yeah. But yours are what we are discussing. Mhm. Your choices. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how many choices I have left. Well, she takes a brochure out and she hands it to you. Oh, thank you for reading material. Just what I needed, a pamphlet. Something to look at, just something to think about. And it's a pamphlet for Wonder Guards training and the possibilities that come along with it. One of them being picked for service, the service in one of the Team Tomorrow teams. I toss it on a pile of 15 pamphlets because everyone I talk to seems to want to give me a fucking brochure these days. Oh, and sometimes two or three. Yep. A lot about my feelings. So you're a wonder now. So you've discovered you have powers. Your body is changing. In fact, there's there's conflicting pamphlets. Some of them are, are for grief and some of them are happy and acceptance. Yep. Fortitude, you are walking down a hallway with a folder that you have not yet opened or read the report in, but you were handed it by one of the scientists here at the facility, an analysis on the blue powder that you found. Ooh, fantastic. And as you head down the hallway, it's uh, some of the residential quarters. You can hear Trist's voice coming out of a room and a woman with a clipboard and a doctor's coat 
backs out of the room with her one of her hands up in a very uh, defensive gesture. She says, "I'll, I'll, um, I'll come back. I'll come back. We can talk later." She looks at you, raises her eyebrows a little bit, makes that "I'm sorry" look as she passes you. Okay. Well, I uh, take a breath, give it just a second, and then knock on the door. If you've come to deliver more pamphlets, please leave them at the door. I uh, I don't have any pamphlets. Oh, it's you. Okay. I have some. Do you need one? What I... I have some to spare. <laughs> no. Oh, I step in and sort of let the door close behind me. I remember, I think, the 15th pamphlet I got. I think I, think I threw it at the guy who gave it to me I was so tired of being inundated with corporate speak and with the way they approach people the way they try to shuffle sometimes around here it's ham fisted but some of these people are just trying to check a box right Um, because what we are isn't something that they can can into a lunchbox as much as they'd like it right I mean we're a, we're a minor league compared to the, the people in Team Tomorrow who are running around saving the world. But they have to do their part, and we have to do ours. Tap the bed or the desk or whatever's nearby, some physical object nearby that I can hit with this file folder and say, uh, I got the report back on that stuff that we found on the guys uh, in the forest. Seeing an adult... An adult authority figure trusting me with information really draws Tristan um, uh, yeah what is what is it I don't know I wanted to kind of get the team together and take a look yeah the team put our collective heads together and find a solution through the use of well who we are yeah what do you uh, what do you need from me coach do you need me to round up round up some people yeah actually you want to round the team up and meet me in uh, one of the conference rooms and we'll go over it yeah I can I can do that real fast, she says with a slight smile. Control yourself. Remember, the hallways here aren't sonic tested, so the, the we don't want to be too abrasive. A slight jog, then. I will get up, and I'm imagining by the, by the time I get to the conference room, everyone else will be there. I've drugged them along with me. You, you get up and head to the conference room, which is only like six or seven doors down. As you leave her room you hear a distinct <laughs> and as you turn the corner and enter gathering room 1 there is a very disheveled and startled looking Daniel Andrew and Riley sitting at the table Daniel is still holding a book wearing sweatpants and a training shirt she's wearing gym clothes and is literally still holding a, a, a one of the 10 pound curling bells Andrew is half asleep wearing his goggles and a pair of pajamas that have uh, characters from Rocco's Modern Life on them. Oh, oh good, you're all here. I've got a little bit of um, concerning news with that report on the chemical that we found on them. It's ground-up human DNA, kind of an atomic level. Uh, Wait, Uh, Andrew's like, he he gets a little pale and kind of leans forward. Wait, I'm, did I hear you right like people powder? Yeah, my guess is that's likely wondrous people, right? Or even more 
powerful class, like middle class people. The uh, name Grinder. Yeah, kind of giveaway, right? Well, he did say he wanted to grind us up, didn't he? Something like that. Jesus. Yeah. Andrew looks like he's going to be sick a little bit. He kind of leans back. Yeah, sorry. It's not the most tasteful mid-morning news, but there's really nothing we can do about it other than find out this person, report up to the chief, and figure out what he wants us to do about it. If it's a if it's a terror, I mean, does that put the ball in our court? That's really for the chief to decide, but in my mind it does, yeah, because I already know, we already know that regular baseline police forces are not going to be able to stop him. No. Andrew uh, opens his tablet and begins doing research on it. I'll I'll see what I can find. Okay. Well, I'll call the chief in here and we'll see what we can uh, agree to. Go to the intercom phone and call up to his uh, assistant. She answers. He'll be right down. Thanks. A few minutes later, he enters the room. All right, what do we got going on here? Well, when we were picking up Trist after her evolution... It seemed uh, we were beset upon by a group of individuals who were much more interested getting a hold of her for a different reason. Open up the, you know, Manila file folder and sort of pass out a few of the data readouts. It looks like the chemical that they had on them was ground up DNA. He looks at the folder for a moment, kind of puts his hand, his fingers on it, and he's tracing some of the lines. He turns and slowly closes the door. All right. What I'm about to tell you, so it's a pretty high security level here. So this stays inside this room until we figure out a way to deal with it. It's a new substance that's hit the streets. The designer sites and everything are calling it Adam. He writes on a whiteboard, A-T-O-M. Over the last four months, 20 or so... Nova positive people wonders have disappeared and uh, there have been a rash of unexplained Nova events wonders unregistered wonders but no noted wonder found and no subduals no arrests no one to bring in it's as if an event happens and there's no Nova to be found no wonder in the area no one registered he taps the folder again. I got a bad feeling about this. Hmm. Yeah, I do too. I think we got to run it to ground, Chief. We got to find this grinder. And um, if he's the one supplying whatever this substance is, we got to put a stop to it. All right. That's your mission. Your folder? He picks it up and he hands it to you. Your collar. If he's a terror, then bring him in. Or shut him down. He double taps the folder. No mess. There's big eyes on this one. You got it. He uh, turns and looks around the room. Kind of nods at each one of you. Looks at Triss last. Welcome aboard. Thanks, coach. Half chuckles. Sir. Coach, sir. (laughs) Takes a sip of his paper cup of coffee and walks out of the room. All right. Any power plants or hydroelectric or... Uh, maybe an old canning warehouse, something like that. He's uh, tapping away at the keyboard. Tapity tapity tap tap tap. He says, "Well, uh, Hunts Point. 
There's a lot of disappearances in the Hunts Point area. There's been a lot of calls, but well, ever since the event in 39, Hunts Point's been pretty much a no-man's land for a lot of folks that aren't wonders or terrors. Hmm. There's an old brewery in the Hunts Point area. Okay. I mean, it's a good place to start as any, right? I mean, if we take you out roving in a vehicle, you could probably use all sorts of the you know, special vision powers you have to maybe see energy readouts or um, activity? Um, he looks at the folder and flips through it and such. I think if I saw a sample of this substance again, I could probably see it in the air if it was around. I mean, it, it, he's given, he gave it to a bunch of people who were, what, just randos, basically, from the, he conjured up from the internet? What I mean is, like, he, he's not picking people selectively, specifically for his jobs. No, these seem more like, I don't know, what do you guys think, flunkies? He looks at, Andrew kind of shrugs and looks at the table. I think they're test subjects. Maybe both. I was kind of wondering if this was something that had been, like, before my incident if this was something that I'd heard about um, like floating around on campus like how prevalent is this stuff have the have the college students gotten into it yet you haven't heard anything recently you've heard of a couple of a uh, couple of wingdings out you know woods abandoned building parties that kind of a thing that have really gone off the rails recently a couple of big fights there was a fire but you haven't heard anything concrete, but you do know a couple of people from college you could probably message. So do you send out a few messages? Yeah, I will uh, send one group chat message to probably whoever I lived with in the dorms, a couple people from class, a couple people from the team, people that I would usually like go out with on a Saturday night, blow some steam off and be like, hey... Uh, sup? Long time no see. Hey, I was just wondering, you know, the thing that happened to track meet. I really need to take an edge off. Have you guys heard of any new recreational drugs around town? And th- this is just—that's actually how Trist always talks because I'm used to only talking to adult authority figures. So they actually don't think it's that particularly weird. It might be weird that Trist is asking for drugs. Uh, because Tris pretty much stays on the straight and narrow because she's an athlete. But now that I'm not on the straight and narrow, uh, I guess it wouldn't be weird for me to be like, hey, I want to get high. After a a few minutes, as you guys are sitting in the room, uh, blathering a little bit and munching on the box of donuts that's sitting on the table, you get a couple of pings back. A couple of your friends, what? (laughs) You? Seriously, Trist? Uh, shrug emoji, mind blown emoji. And then one of your friends posts in a separate DM and says, are you looking for up or down? Oh, up from the what I saw. So uh, those guys looked like they were on uppers, right? They're all cranked down. What would my guess be? They definitely seemed like they were more strung out on uppers I show fortitude by text messages. <laughs> I'm like showing him. You've learned to navigate the system, the computer system here. And so you double tap your phone and swipe it forward towards one of the screens nearby. And it goes from a, a, a Wonder Guard 
screensaver to your text messages. Yeah. So like up, would you guys say up or I've never done drugs. So she says to the room. That's okay. Not a requirement. Okay. That doesn't cost this, does it? Well, it wouldn't cost this. But yeah, okay, up upper I uppers. Uh, I up is what I reply. A few moments later, ping, you get another you get another um response. Uh meet me 45 minutes got something super sweet think you'll like bring cash cool ah oh, will do how much 350 okay okay some pretty good stuff so um you got about 350 why uh, do we have petty cash or i i can cover it okay good i i have a wealth of 2 james so I should be able to cover 350 in drugs Absolutely. Okay, so you, yeah, you pony up a couple of bills without a problem. So he hands you the money. Okay, I pocket the money. So you go to meet your friend at said address? Mm-hmm. She, so yeah, she gets a an address and a time not too long after now. And the address isn't horribly far away. It's near the campus. You guys are going to follow me, right? Because um, I don't want to get ground up. Yeah, no, of course. We're definitely going to follow you. Okay. So, in short order, Trist, you leave and they follow. Not horribly f- far mm-hmm. behind, but it's comforting for you to know that they're there. You arrive, it is a bookstore, and he is parked in a small parking lot beside the bookstore. He gets out of his little beat-up piece-of-shit car. Mm-hmm. His name is Sylvester. Hey, Tristan. What's going on? Uh, hey, Sly. Um, fine. So, what do you like? You said you wanted to get up? Like, what are you, what are you looking to, like? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm dabbling, um, but I heard there might be some new stuff on the market. Hot and fresh, brand new. Wait, are you talking, like... So, like, a performance enhancement or, like, just to get high? No, I don't want to get better at anything. I'm already pretty good at a lot of things. Just mostly just to get high. Oh, you want a thrill ride? Okay. He goes into, opens the trunk of his car and ruffles through, pulls out a very similar looking vial with blue dust in it. Oh, blue mist. Oh, what's this? Where's this coming from? Us new. It's called Adam. Okay, this is like the straight shit right here. This is like the uncut, huh? Lightning from the finger of fucking God. Yeah, but like, where is it? It come from? Is it like? It doesn't grow on a plant. It's not a plant. It like, is made from one hundred percent organic sources, dude. Yeah, but like, who like? It's just so weird that something would pop up like this. Like, do you work? Actually, I've been looking to get into the business. What? Do you work for someone? He seems a little suspicious. Because, um, you know, I can't run track anymore, so I need a job. Ooh. Ooh. So, like, this isn't just like a like a hookup. This is like a, like a hookup. 
Well, it might be. I don't know. I'm just I'm curious how these things happen because, uh, you know, I'm pretty pretty straight when it comes to these things. I'm not in on the world and how it works and stuff, and so I'm just wondering where you get these things from, Sly. Trist, I need a manipulation larceny roll, please. Okay. Um, two manipulation and one larceny. That is three successes. So three successes. He, uh, okay, okay. Listen, I understand. Especially I heard what happened the other day. Yeah, crazy. Fucked up, dude. Somebody blew up your fucking arena? Weird, dude. Yeah, someone did, and it sucks, because now I'm not... I got hurt, and now I can't run. You guys are, can hear all of this through her comm, which is open, and you are currently parked across the street in a van. What's this guy look like, Andrew? Uh, a fucking schizoid. He takes his goggles off, and his eyes swirl with a purple luminescence for a moment. God, he's on a lot of stuff. He's got all sorts of stuff in his system, but I think that's... Yeah, that's it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's got got about 150 years worth of felonies in his trunk alone. (sighs) Great. All right, well, everybody keep an eye out. Oh, hey, over there. And he points, Andrew points off towards another street corner, and you see somebody standing in an alleyway entrance seems to be staring at the transaction that's going on between Trist and Sly. Pointing out to everybody. The guy, after just a moment or two, he steps backwards into the shadows, so you can't clearly see him anymore. I can see him. I can get you a face. Hang on. He starts tapping away at the computer. Uh, Images on the computer flash by at a speed that you cannot make sense of them. And he finally stops, hits a button, he stops. Him. The uh, Colin Felt has been imprisoned numerous times on numerous violent charges suspected of many more arson, grand larceny, possible manslaughter, a local boy raised in Hunts Point. Okay. Let me sort of key back in on what Trist is doing. Yeah, so your your guy you're talking telling me about, buddy? He holds his phone up. It has a, a Q code in it. Oh cool. Here, just scan this. The uh, yeah, that'll be that'll give you his info. Oh, okay, cool. You you scan it with your own phone, and it it brings up a uh, a set of information, a phone number, and such. Uh, cool. Well, who is this guy? Uh, they call him Grinder. He knows how to make it. He supplies it. Oh, cool. He's got a lot of dudes that work for him. Yeah, and he's like, he's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But hey, listen, Trist. Yeah, listen, like you, you're you're like cool mm-hmm. and you're real like I don't want to say straight edge because you did just buy drugs from me but yeah but like be careful this dude is fucked up alright oh, okay okay yeah I uh you know I'll think on it I appreciate your help Sly thanks alright uh, yeah no that's cool I gotta go and he like pops into his car after checking his phone for a moment and he he drives around the corner you see him stop briefly and he drives off okay what do you think Kowalski I think we need to bust him me too alright so uh I'm gonna wait for Trist to come back to the vehicle <laughs> cause I don't wanna take off without him yeah I'm gonna return 
Yeah, so that guy was a little uh, weird. Uh, he, I mean, he is uh, well-intentioned, I guess, if you considering selling drugs well-intentioned. He's harmless. He's pretty harmless, though. Oh, I got the guy's info, by the way. Yeah? I got the, I got the grinder guy's info. You know where to get a hold of him at, then? Hmm. Let's go to the source. We gotta bust the source. Mm-hmm. Can you track the phone? Riley, what do you think? You've been sitting in back while this has been going on, listening to them. Well, I, 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 I don't know if I could track the phone, but boss, don't you think we should have collected all that product of ground up people? My concern was seeing the guy here in the alley watching this deal go down was that it might have been a little too forceful to go after all the product at once. It's not like we'll, it's not like we won't be able to catch up with that guy later on. You're right. You're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're right. And I don't want him to think I'm a narc or something. You are. Kind of are a narc, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I am. Do you send him a message? I, I don't know, guys. Do you think I should send this grinder guy a message or do we go stealth mode? No, let's uh, send him a message. Tell him, you know, who you got the hookup through and that, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, you're looking to, to get some more because uh, it's really good stuff. Just a, th- a thought, but if he sent the people after us, do you think he'll know I'm me? How would he know you're you? Well, because we let those guys go. I mean, we didn't kill them, right? Uh, but we did. We arrest them. You're not sending this guy selfies, right? Like, he won't know who you are just by your phone number. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I just meant, like, when we show up. But that, that's thinking ahead, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I'll send him a quick message. Hey, Grinder. Name's... Uh, uh, I delete names part. And it just says, hey, because I couldn't think of a, an alternate name to Trist. So then I delete names and I just say, hey, Grinder, got your info from Sly. Well, I call him Sly, but he's Sylvester. I'm looking to get in the game. Um, hoping we can do business together. I have a lot of hookups. Ten minutes later, Sly filled me in. Interested to meet meet at warehouse Hunts Point address. I got his address. Great. Let's plug it into the GPS and then uh, make our way out there. All right. You tap, tap, tapity tap. I think trap. I bet it is too. Because it's probably going to be a trap, we could maybe, I don't know, Trist, how do you feel about being bait? Ah, it's weird because these guys always tell me I'm bait material. So hmm. it's... I think that's a great quality about you, though. Andrew Andrew um, tries not to laugh so hard that he snots a little bit. Um. So I guess I was born for this. Uh. I mean, I'm. You know what, Coach? You put you put me in, and I'll I'll do what it takes. I'll do what it takes to get the job done. We're gonna win this game. All right. So here's how it's gonna work. You're gonna go in there and try to secure a buy, whether that be for a large scale product or whether it become a dealer. And what will happen is the cavalry will come to save you mm-hmm. and nail this dude. And then we'll turn the tables on him and it'll be awesome. That sounds great. The only thing is, obviously, you being at ground zero there, uh, you know, you run a little risk there. But you're you're mm-hmm. faster than I've ever seen anybody. So mm-hmm. maybe you could just uh, put some fancy moves on and you'll be okay. Yeah, also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've been practicing in my room, and I can also climb the walls. Really? Yeah. 
right up them. Fantastic. Well, so hot damn. That's good. I assume you head that direction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then at some point, maybe um, we'll have Granite get out. I think an approach without you in the van directly, maybe stage somewhere nearby where you can get kind of called in is mm-hmm. good. And then Riley, I think maybe you're her friend that goes with just in case. I look down. I'm a little old, don't you think? I'm like 30. I I think it could work. Maybe you're her aunt that sits in the car. Whoa. <laughs> I don't look that old. Listen, we don't have time to argue the, the semantics of how old you look or it's how young you look. You can either be her friend um, or you can be her aunt. We'll be friends. Which one would you prefer? You can call me okay. Chloe. Andrew turns another corner. <laughs> That's a fantastic Okay, and so for me, uh, I'm going to take a more aerial route. Given that it's nighttime, it should give me some cover. And then what I'll do, James, is if there are structures which are higher than the warehouse in question, I will sort of try to keep my hover angle close to them. Hmm. So that way I can use them as natural obstructions. There are many surrounding buildings, both occupied and mostly unoccupied and somewhat run down. You find an easy perch on the top of one of the buildings across the way. You step out and just go pretty much straight up. Yeah, pretty much. And I'll run there from here. Okay. You step out and run off into the gloom as it is about sunset. By the time you get to where you're going, Andrew looks back at Riley and Trist, kind of leans over the backseat like like a dad. So, uh, you, uh, Want me to pull up or one of you want to drive? Oh, one of us should drive. I don't I don't think they should see you with us. No, I don't think so either. So I'm going to lay down in the back here and just kind of keep it low. Yeah, I climb over the seat. And uh, if I see anything, I'll give you a report. Good idea. I climb over the the, the seat and get in the, in the driver's seat. Okay. And he gets into the back and covers himself up with a blank, with a moving blanket that's back there. All right, take it away. Yeah, he's muffled. As you drive off. Hit it, Aunt Chloe. You pull up the next couple of blocks in this van and you see the brewery, the old brewery building. Sinclair Foods Brewery. You pull up outside and there's a a guy waiting. There's one guy standing outside of one of the big roller doors. Nods to you. I wave. All right. Are you ready to do this? I take my gloves off so it doesn't seem out of place. All right. Lead the way. I I confidently walk ahead. You all hear in the calm in your head, uh, in your ear. Guys, we have a problem. I I can't see into the building. You can't? I can't. I don't know if it's, I I don't know if there's some sort of field or something, but I, I can't see through the building. I get right up to the bricks. All right. Step it up, Kowalski. Yes, sir. Fortitude, you see them walk inside from your perch above. They go. Okay. Do you cross the street or are you going to stay where you're at? I'm going to stay for now. After they enter the building, what I'm looking for specifically is how many openings this warehouse might have on the roof level. It looks like it has two of the the smaller ventilation windows built into the roof that are propped open currently because it is a fairly warm time of year. 
and you could easily probably land and look in one of those. Yeah, that's the plan then. All right, you alight, dear one of them. Uh, make me a dex athletics roll to try to do it silently. That is two. Okay. You do manage to, at the last moment, just alight with with barely the sound of bird would make landing. You can see down through the window into the gloom. So you see what the girls see. And uh, granted, as you eventually get to the back of the building, you do see that there is one po- one person posted near a shipping door. It takes you a few minutes then to, to really get into place because you are not exactly the most quiet person. Even in a normal form, you have some pretty heavy footfalls. Mm-hmm. So, but you have the patience of a mountain. So it just takes a little while before the guy, the guard has to go to the bathroom and walks away. So you find that at that moment, you can shimmy up one of the scaffolding areas on the outside and up to near a first floor window. Oh, can I look inside? So you can see inside as well. What you see is, again, what the girls see, the ladies see, as you walk inside. A old brick building. There is a large number of people milling about, moving various chemical trays. You can tell that they make more here than just the one thing, definitely. But at the back of the room, there is a section that is tented off with plastic, and that seems to be where the most furious activity is. You'd say there's probably about 25, 30 people here, and all of them are working furiously and silently. A man walks down the middle of the the middle of the room. He's wearing a brown rumbled trench coat. It looks fairly dirty. He's wearing dishwashing gloves. He looks unshaven, darker circles under his eyes, walks up. There's two guys on either side of him that, though large, do also seem somewhat strung out. I hear you want a job. Uh, yes, sir. Are you, are you the grinder I've heard so much about? I am grinder. It's, it's very nice to meet you. And he holds his hand out with the dishwashing glove on in a handshake. Yeah, I will shake his dishwashing gloved hand. He looks past you at the person with you. I didn't realize you were going to bring company. I can't drive myself, so sorry. I suppose in this day and age, it's better to be safe than sorry, right? This is true. I am a girl by myself. Well, not by myself because she's here too. Come in. Make yourselves at home. He chuckles. Neither of the men that are flanking him even crack a smile in any way. I will laugh if he's laughing. I will. I will mirror the laughter. Riley, how about like you? The, the level and enthusiasm. No, I'm, I'm not going to laugh with him. Okay. He backs into the room so that he's still facing you as he's talking. He gestures, and you notice that people are instinctively just getting out of his way. As you can see, I got a lot of operations going on, so uh, another delivery person is always a good thing, especially one so young and with such a interesting social set. Because, you know, you don't just work for me. All your friends, you know, they, they work for me too by being customers. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can really dip into that student-athlete population. I know, I know. And that's almost, he makes finger guns at you and, and your aunt. And that is why I decided to tell you where I was, because you could be a real asset to me. Let me show you. This is barbiturates, mostly opiates. Mm-hmm. He gestures to the right. This is uh, advanced pharmaceuticals, uh, bootlegs, homegrowns, things like that. And he finally, as as he's leading you in, he, he says, but back here, oh, oh, back here, this is this is what I like. Pulls the, the plastic tarp tent to the side and he shows that there's a small sub lab in the middle. There's three people working silently, wearing underwear and t-shirts only, no shoes and masks. And none of them look up when he walks in the room but they do noticeably tense up. In the middle of the room is a large medical table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know where this is going. This is my moneymaker right here. Okay. He turns to the two guys that are with him. He says, uh, bring someone in. Bring a good one in. One of them walks out and returns a moment later with a younger 14 or 15-year-old who is struggling, doing the pushing backwards like they're about to be forced off a cliff. He's holding them by the neck with a taser to the side of their head, essentially, like at their temple. And they walk into the room. The the kid is crying. He says, all right, on the table. Uh, Chief. I don't think we need um, an example of how your product is made. He stops. Really? He takes his gloves off. You don't want to see how the sausage is made? I don't think anyone ever wants to see how the sausage is made. Both of you make me a cunning... Make me a cunning larceny roll. No, cunning survival roll, actually. Cunning survival roll. Also, my hands are poised to clap at any second. James, I'm just wondering um, how much of, if any, of a vantage point in the window I have of what's going on. You can see their shapes and you can hear them talking because no one else in the room is making sound. I see. Okay, so... So it's it's not difficult for you to hear them. So at the point where, like, Grinder grabs a kid and I start hearing them struggle, that is probably when I'm going to say into the radio, it's go time, Kowalski. <laughs> I am going to shift into my dense form as, as I'm going through the window. Okay. As you're shifting, right, before you go through the window, what were the results of your roles, ladies? Three successes. Same for me. Okay. Both of you can tell this is hit. This action is bait. Mm-hmm. He is trying to draw you closer. Yep. This is um, this is a very strategic move that he's making here by putting this by seemingly putting this young person in danger. He he is obviously it seems he is trying to draw you personally closer. Physically closer? Like physically. He's trying to get us to move physically. Physically closer, okay. yes. Riley, this reminds you of uh, when snipers would wound an enemy combatant and then, but not kill them so that their, the cries of the wounded would draw in other soldiers. Yeah, he's playing with his food, is basically what he's doing. I, I tell him, let the kid go. As he's about to say something, you hear glass shatter. Something extremely heavy drops to the floor out in the main room. 
Granite, you drop to the floor out in the main room, shattering the concrete underneath you. Hero landing. It's harder than the knees, usually. Yeah, well, not for me, but yeah. Well, yeah, not for you. Your legs weren't all one solid piece. Right. Is there any uh, guards around here? Oh, yes. There's plenty of guards. And in fact, now that you've landed, most of them seem to be coming towards you or drawing their weapons. Oh, good. But it's, it's not them that worry you. One of them steps out without a weapon, and, but he pulls out an inhaler with, it looks like a, a pink powder in it. And he yells, we have company, boss. And he puts the inhaler in his mouth and most of that pink powder goes into him. His veins begin to bulge dramatically and you hear this the sickening, crunching, wet, popping sound as his bones and muscles begin to rapidly gain size and density. He lets out a groan of obvious pain as it happens, but the pain, the groan goes from pain to something almost inhuman as he swells in size from, say, 5'11 to about 7'5". Subdue or eliminate, boss. Uh, Subdue him if you can. Got it. And you launch yourself at this now meaty man-shaped abomination that's hurling itself at you? I do. Ladies, inside the thud of the two bodies impacting ripples the plastic around you and sends a kinetic wave through you. Do we fall over? You don't fall over, but it waves through you enough that you feel it. It moves your hair and rattles things on tables nearby. Grinder's eyes get very wide as his hand is withdrawn from the kid and he starts to look towards you both. He flaps his hands a little bit so that the both of the dishwashing gloves finally both fall off to the floor. His hands are black like they have been frostbitten, but they, they're not skeletal. Can I shoot at his hands to freeze them? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, you, you can definitely shoot at his hands. Oh, yeah, but if he can shake them using his hands, that's probably not going to benefit us. Um, is he standing by a wall or anything? He is standing by one of the concrete walls, yes. Great. I'd like to... I, I'm assuming I'm fairly close to him. I'd like to blast him against that wall and freeze him to that wall behind him. All right. Give me a quantum power roll. I will do that. And while you roll, uh, Trist, what are you doing? Well, Trist wants to do a big old clap because we're kind of like in the middle of a group still, right? Yep. I want to I wanna do, do big old clap and see if I can uh, can shove targets back because it does attack all targets within close range. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. I would actually go with knock go for a knockdown instead of a shove. Probably if I get a stun, that's great. But go for the knockdown. Okay. I believe that is a close combat. In your case, mega decks. And uh, go ahead with that roll, uh, Riley. What did you get? Two successes. Two successes. All right. You managed to push him back and against the wall, but it takes a lot more effort than you had anticipated. And uh, it takes you an extra quantum point to do it, as he seems to have some sort of built-in energy resistance. When you 
do manage to force him against the wall and freeze most of the air around you, or most of the moisture around you to stick him to the wall. He is stuck, but he, he is still definitely struggling, and you figure he's probably not stuck there for very long. Trist, your roll? Yeah, I got three successes. Three successes. Frostbite, as you have just finished sticking him to the wall, you turn in time to see one of the guards has advanced on you with his fist raised. His fist is just inches from your face and coming in fast, and you think to yourself that this is really going to suck. And indeed, you get impacted, but not by the fist, as from a concussive wave that bowls over everyone nearby. You, you can... Uh, Attempt to, if you'd like to, you can make a dex athletics roll to try to remain standing, or you can just relent to the wave and it'll knock you to a knee. Oh, let's do a dex athletics roll. All right. While you're rolling, gentlemen, a kinetic wave and a cannon boom emanate from this plastic tent area in the back corner of this warehouse. From your vantage point, Fortitude, the people around fall down like dominoes just in wave that does not surprise me at all um but i will absolutely let that wave roll because i'm betting with the tent area that was there i have a feeling that that is not going to be around very much longer with all this energy going on oh no the that concussive wave uh rends the plastic that comprise that tent the and most of the equipment falls to the floor around in a circle so you can now clearly see that there are two remaining standing guards there is a man that, that you saw earlier the man you know to be grinder and the two ladies are one is standing the other wobbles for a moment but does manage to remain standing by, by leaning on this table mm-hmm the table, by the way, Riley, is gritty. Oh, with people parts? You look down and it's a mixture, a fine mixture of pink and blue dust. I kind of throw up a little bit in my mouth and then swallow it <laughs> again. Mm. The wall behind Grinder begins to dissolve. Cracks begin running up of it and dust begins falling out of it. In my comms, sir... Um, I have Grinder held, but he's not going to hold for long. Gotcha. I'm going to fly down. The only maneuvering you have to do is around the two titans that are slugging it out in the floor of this warehouse as the sounds of what you would akin to like pile drivers or heavy metal machinery from inside of factories. That level of impact is slamming into each other on this floor. Massive waves. Each impact you can feel as it moves air around you. Okay. Granted, that, by the way, is you and this thing that used to be a person. Each punch you you deliver, it responds with just as much force. You have not been hit this hard during training. You can actually feel it. He's moving you around somewhat. I mean, you're doing equal levels of damage to him. He is nearly on par with you. You would say stalemate. Interesting. So you're managing to hold this guy in place, essentially. So I think what I want to do is um, get down to where Riley's at, and then I want to max out my power. 
Ooh, okay. So Novas are capable of amazing things just as part of their powers and mega attributes. They can go beyond that mm -hmm. to max out their power. I take a point of flux, it says. And then spends quantum points to assemble a pool of dice. One per die up to a maximum equal dice to their quantum rating. Okay, so I spend three quantum, basically. Yep. You roll these dice as a reflexive action. Failure means nothing, which means I get additional flux. And then I can apply an enhancement to maxing out the roll by taking additional points of flux. Yes, you can. Hey, you know what? I mean, I'm going to take three more points of flux in this. All right. You uh, willfully absorb this energy that you have come to know is is what fuels your powers. The lights around here flicker. The air fluctuates in temperature. Sphere-like energy of small spheres that pop into and out of existence around Fortitude crackles around him. Mm, let's see here. So successes from the roll. Okay, so, okay, so I got to roll these. One, two, two tens we roll in this sense? Yeah, sir. All right, so I have four successes. This is what I want to add, James. I want to add Quantum Leech. Okay. You want to add Quantum Leech? That would essentially be adding a new Quantum ability, but you can do that by maxing out your power. What you're doing is you're forcing the radiation in your body to be channeled in a new and exciting way through <laughs> your nerve endings, through your cells. You're forming new neurons. This is not without its side effects, first of all you do force can feel the change in your body rather than the heat that you get when you absorb various energies this one feels cold and electrical almost knife-like as it flows through your hands and through your body those of you around fortitude you don't lose any quantum but you can feel your energy wave as Fortitude essentially flexes the energy around him as well. It's drawn to and away from him briefly as he channels much more of it than he's used to. And you now have access to temporarily, you think you can hold it for a moment. You have the ability to draw a different kind of power out of someone like, well, like Tris did the other day. Yeah, I think the, that's sort of the idea is that he wants to, he wants to take grinder alive and with Riley holding him temporarily in place what he wants to do basically is get a hold of him and try to draw out the quantum energy leech the energy from him so that way he can't activate his powers with this ability active are you going to make an attack it is a close roll so you would need to make a, a physical attack on him yeah all right give me a yeah give me a probably a dex close combat because you're attempting to bridge the gap, not make a Louisville slugger attack. Because Riley has got him frozen in place, can I use small unit tactics? You may utilize small unit tactics because you are working in concert with Riley and currently Trist has immobilized the rest of the guards with her Thunderboom. Can I use my thighs to activate Thunderclap? You can use any part of your body that you can rub together. Okay, so, uh, so I have seven successes on Leech. How would you like to spend these seven successes? Are you going to... What I want to do is um, I basically get to, to to drain him for seven points of quantum. And then it will... It's going to fill me up. But, but what I want to do is I want to sort of narratively say that the... Um, 
I would like him, I would like the, the black on his hands to sort of dim or crack uh, or uh, fade away as I'm holding on to him. And in, and all I'm going to do when I'm grabbed on to him is look at Riley and say, keep him still. <laughs> okay. He lifts his hands through the rubble of the concrete just in time as you grab him. So you interlock fingers with him in a traditional Greco-Roman pose. And there's a contest of wills between you and him as you devote your energy to this. He is ordinarily much better at this than you are. However, you've got the will to make sure that your arms aren't disintegrated, but more importantly, that he doesn't touch this kid or any innocent people, anyone on your team. And your fortitude, damn it. So you double down. (laughs) He seems sure of himself initially, but after just a split second, his, his facade wavers and he begins to sweat as the black on his hands begins to crack and fall off his hands like an outer layer of skin. Um, you can see that it's taking chunks of his own skin with it, and he the sweat on his brow doubles as it's clearly causing him a certain amount of pain as well. Granite, this thing picks up a, a girder and swings it at you like a baseball bat. I'm going to uh, just block it, you know, turtle up and take it on the arms. Okay. While I'm doing that, I want to look. I'm going to try to make use of my inorganic nature and his organic nature. Are there in this lab, are there any kind of caustic materials or gases or something flammable? You look around the room. Make me a cunning science roll. Riley, you are continuing to apply cold to keeping him in place, I assume? Yes. Yes, I'm I'm standing near um, fortitude. This energy is is whipping and snapping off of him. There's almost static-like shocks that keep popping off of him, and you akin it almost to cooking bacon. The small pops and spatters that keep coming off of him, they, they are equally as momentarily painful on your skin as it seems to be drawing minute amounts of energy out of you as you're con- trying to concentrate. He is a powerhouse right now. Yeah, I'm bracing myself. I have one of my back legs, like bracing my weight against that and, and, and one foot forward and have both my hands out and just kind of grimacing through the, the constant, you know, little sharp pains that are coming. The sweat that forms on your brow instantly freezes and falls off as either snow or frozen chunks of ice as they land on the ground and shatter. Fortitude, it is like negative four degrees in here. It's like being in a, a, a meat freezer as she is pouring on this ambient cold. What you know... James, I have one success. One success? Okay. You look around and you see at the far end of the room there is a couple of beakers of what look like some sort of acid, perhaps. Hydrochloric, sulfuric, some sort of acid. Okay. Now I'm going to try to uh, grapple him and throw him into it. Well, getting there is not a problem as he leaps at you and you end up rolling down this, down the middle part of this warehouse, side over side, end over end, barroom brawl style. He's punching away at your stone facade. You're hearing little bits of stone fleck off and land and hit things nearby as he's hitting you over and over with his fists. 
these large bony claw hands that he has developed and this iron girder that is bent and deformed over your form. You're not having as much fun as you thought. I know, this is all kinds of fun. But you do end up down by the table that you were trying to get to. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to uh, basically smash him through it. I'll, I'll go with him. Make me a athletics might roll, and I will get back to you in a sec. Trist, what are you doing currently? As these two are trying to currently balance this or uh, remove this energy from Grinder. Well, I've had some time to think about this, and I think Trist would... I mean, my thought is this kid that I want to like get out of harm's way. Uh, Tris would maybe, I think Tris would grab this kid and run them outside. Like they shouldn't be here. Whatever is going down, like it could go bad. And they are the grownups are more <laughs> experienced in handling these matters. Uh, but I do want to contribute. And so I would grab the kid and also ask the kid, like, where are they holding others? You run up to the kid, grab the kid, and just reflexively you find yourself outside. Granite, you note for just a split second that a green flash goes by you, but it's also as you're being hit in the head with an iron girder, so it could actually be the stone version of a slight concussion, so you're not sure. I have three successes. You manage to topple you and him through the acid as this green flash goes by. You take two levels of injury. Okay. As this acid does etch into your stone form. That hurts. You can actually feel that. It sears and sizzles on this creature, uh, as on this, this once man, as blisters and boils start popping. It reaches into the tattered remains of its coat and pulls out another vial of that pink dust and raises it to one of the orifices on its face and looks at you in the eye almost as if it's daring you to stop it. I'm not good. He's not going to stop it. I'm going to smash it into his face. Okay, so he doesn't just get one hit, but he gets the whole vial in it? Oh, yeah. So you smash it into his face as he's about to breathe in this pink dust. Chris, you're outside with this kid. He looks at you and, where, 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 where am I? I, I don't know. This guy kidnapped you. He's going to grind you up and make you into drugs. Uh, where's everyone else? I got a can. I can set them free. Maybe they can help or we can get them out of here. If there's more kids or adults. There's no, there's no more kids. It was just me. He took me from my home. Yeah. Um, well, you're, uh, does this look like it's a safe spot for him? Oh, can I put him in the van or the car or whatever we arrived in? You do see the lights from the van flash on and off as you're standing there. I take him to the van. Um, You'll be, lock yourself in here. As you get there, you open the passenger door and Andrew's sitting in in the driver's seat. He looks at the kid. Hey, welcome. Just close the door. We're fine. Lock the door, kid. As you close the door. Yep. I'll zip back in. As you zip back in, you're in time, just in time to see two things happen fairly simultaneously. One, Fortitude, you managed to draw all of this ability out of him temporarily. You you empty his battery. Energy is popping and snapping through you, it, uh, like electrical discharge snapping off of your skin. You're positively glowing because you're literally glowing a little bit. This is a lot more energy than you've held before. 
So you are currently um, overcharged. Trist, you see Fortitude turn as Grinder slumps forward, either unconscious or too weak to do anything else. Riley, you let up off of the cold for a moment or two because you honestly, you have to. You're starting to, it's like keeping a muscle flexed for minutes at a time. Eventually, you have to unflex. I start shaking my hands. Okay, so you can start to feel them again. And both of you now, you can see the energy emanating from fortitude, but you also can now concentrate a bit more on what else is going on in here as the people in the warehouse are fleeing out the main doors. There's random gunfire from outside as you assume one or two of the guards are trying to corral people back into the warehouse, not knowing what's going on inside. But that's not what draws your attention. What actually draws your attention is as granite smashes a table up against the side of this swollen man lumpy thing, he smashes one of the pink inhaler vials into the side of his of its face, driving the glass shards and this chemical deep into its face. The effects are immediate. It grunts from the impact and its face on the side of the impact begins to swell instantly. It envelops the chair as it starts to develop new muscles, new fibers and new bone protrusions start to grow out of it. It claws at the side of its head as its body, the rest of its body starts to swell and change. It begins to emanate various types of energy. Fortitude, you can feel it emanating quantum energy at a high level in waves. The rest of you, you can feel it emanating heat. It's making light is, is starting to shoot out of it in various directions. It seems to be exhibiting a lot of different quantum abilities simultaneously. And it doesn't seem to be stopping. So as far as Grinder is concerned, is he tapped out? He seems to be tapped out, yes. Okay. So uh, I'm going to grab him by whatever clothes uh, I can, you know, get a reasonable handle on him and then look at Riley and say, we got to go. Because I think that thing's going supernova. I agree, sir. You grab him and start to head towards the back cargo doors, I assume? Otherwise, you'll have to pass the creature. I don't want to pass the creature. I'll call it on the radio, too, for Granite and say, if you can get out, get out. Um, actually, I want to try one thing. Are we by the river? Yes, you are actually pretty close to the Hudson, yes. So I have, um, right now I have the throne tag for my powers. I want to try to uh, toss Dude into the Hudson River. Okay. You look at fortitude as they're leaving and nod to him. He nods to you as you guys kind of make eye contact. Fortitude, you see Granite sink his arms into this creature as it swells around him and with a grunt he lifts the creature up over his head and begins to spin like a shot. I think I know what he's going for, but um, I'm going to focus in on getting Riley and I and Grinder out of here. Okay. You scurry towards the back door as you see Granite spin. Trist, are you... What are you doing? Well, Trist ran out and then ran back in and now sees that everyone else is leaving. Uh, So I guess I will also leave with them. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be flying, James, so I'm not going to... I need to burn off the quantum anyway. Yes, you do. When he takes off, he leaves an energy trail behind him. So, Granite, how are you doing this? Are you just going to go straight strength? Yeah, straight strength. I'm putting him right through the wall into the uh, river. Okay. As your storyteller, I remind you that you do, much like uh, Fortitude did, you do have the capacity to overcharge your abilities. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Let's overcharge my abilities. Let's do that, shall we? Dependent upon how much quantum you are willing to spend. You can spend up to your quantum rating. Yep. Well, I'm going to spend four points of quantum. All right. So you're spending four points of quantum, which gives you an additional four dice, right, Mike? Two. So two. Okay. So you essentially have two successes to spend on what you want to boost and or gain. I'm going to actually boost my density because that's going to allow me to get a better grip on the ground, you know, to offset the throw, which would give me two uh, more mega might as well. You shift and you you gain your density so that you, you gain that much more might. You shift, you become more dense, you gain more energy than you have ever gained before. Looking down from above fortitude you can see that he doesn't shift into that white blue color he shifts darker his skin shifts to a coal black all right that's uh five successes five okay that means that with your megamite you are now scale nine okay he begins to revolve with this creature as it's still swelling and growing but his spinning the the speed of his spinning exponentially increases because you don't feel momentum the same way right now, Granite. And with his strength, he launches this thing. It sails past you at bullet-like speeds and into the air. It launches itself, you would say, about eight or 900 feet into the air. And with a meaty report, you see it explode into various spectrums of light and a wet slap sound as chunks begin flying down back past you. That is... That's really gross. (laughs) Oh yes, it is disgusting. They are punching through roofs. One of them lands near the van and is about the quarter of the size of the van and is still moving a little. Um, But they rain across the neighborhood as you touch down. I assume back near the van. Yeah. Basically, I want to... uh use whatever binders we have in the uh, the van here to uh, make sure that Grinder isn't going to be grinding anymore. All right. You put on uh, a pair of the arm cuffs that go all the way up to the elbow so that he can't move or most of the time utilize their powers. And you keep him sedated. You give him quite a heavy dose of sedative as authorized and trained to do mm-hmm. so that he essentially stays asleep as the rest of you approach the van. Trist, you zoom up. You see the man laying there, unconscious to the world and shackled. Each of you feels a sense of, if not relief, a sense of accomplishment. Trist, you feel a a, a sense of accomplishment that you have never felt at winning an award uh, and track a trophy or a medal. Hmm. Those were just proving how good you were. This also saved the life of a kid. Granite, you really got to throw it all out. As he walks up, his skin is still 
black and shiny, and the cracks that he had had earlier have repaired themselves as he shifts back to human form. His eyes never shift back. They're still that coal black. Frostbite, you put your gloves back on, and the air around you is still cold enough that that fog is emanating around you, and it takes you a moment of concentration to turn the cold off so that you don't constantly have the AC on in the van. But you also have that sense of accomplishment. You've you've diffused the bomb. More than one of you feel. You you've you've managed to separate yourself and this innocent and possible wonder from this nasty world that has happened. And you think to yourselves that maybe this first shift wasn't so bad. And that's where I'm going to call it for tonight. I'd like to thank you all for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed our little jaunt into Aberrant. It was a pleasure to run. And I can tell you now that uh, should I have my way, there will be more Aberrant in the near future. So thank you. Thank you guys for playing. Uh, Thank you all for listening. I would like to thank our Patreon supporters for making this possible. I'd like to thank Onyx Path Publishing for the, uh, once again, for Aberrant. It's a great system. I highly suggest it. And keep listening because, well, golly gee, there's a chance that you might end up with a copy of it, your, uh, your very own self. So thank you and good night.